All topics covered here are for conversational purposes only and do not constitute financial advice. Please contact Mulcane Co. to receive advice on all matters from one of our professionals. Welcome back, listeners, to the Mulcane Co. FS360 podcast, the Financial Security FS360 podcast. Your host today, um, once again, is Gavin Nash. So welcome along, listeners. And I'm joined by the director of our Sunshine Coast office, Jodie Thompson. G'day, Jodie. Hi, Gav. How are you going? Going well, thanks. Going well, thanks for dialing in from the Sunshine Coast. We're back on to the same time, you and I, now. Yes, so we are. Daylight savings changed in Victoria back to Queensland time, so we've been an hour apart all summer, and it's just much yes, easier organising times, isn't it, now? It is. It definitely makes life easier. I can imagine anyone that's got you know family or, or business colleagues in Queensland and whatever, it uh, makes things a lot easier over winter anyway, so back on the normal time, yeah, which is great. Well, Jodie, mm. thanks for um, joining me today. We're, we're going to have a chat about the most popular article on our website, and that's no mean feat because um, I've had a count. We're at uh, over 100 articles on our website to do with uh, yeah. all sorts of things to do with financial security is what our business is mm-hmm. all about. So, yeah, over 100 articles. This one, um, constantly each month when we do our web stats, is the number one article. So, it must be a really hot topic um, for people out there thinking about it. Um, so, um, actually, I'll, I'll let you introduce it, Jody. You can introduce to, to us what this article is titled and make a bit of an intro on what it's about. Yes, the article is about average transaction value and the number of transactions in your business. So, the average transaction value of your business is the average dollar amount that a customer spends with your business in a single transaction. So it's about that. Nice one. And so um, very much a business-orientated um, article to the businesses out yes. there. So um, we do mm-hmm. obviously look after a lot of individuals as well, but this is really a business's um, focus. So average yes. transaction value. So we're talking about you know the number of uh, transactions you may have in your business and then how, how mm-hmm. much money is each of those transactions worth and then tracking that over yes. time. Yes, yeah. So you you take the the total number of transactions you had in a particular time period. So that could be a day, a week, a month, quarter, or year, and then you divide that number. Um, you divide your income in that same period by the number of transactions in that period. So and that gives you the average value of each transaction if, that the customer is spending with you. Right. So. And who, Jody? Who is this for? Like, which kind? What kind of business would best um, benefit from knowing and working on their average transaction value? Well, it actually encompasses a lot of business. The ones that we think of probably most commonly would be retail, hospitality, um, but it also extends out to um, you know professional services. You know, even construction. You know, it, it's it's actually wider than a lot of people sort of think start with and it sounds like it's one of those uh business orientated um processes maybe that a lot of people don't do uh a bit like uh i can't think of one straight off hand but you know there's quite a lot that businesses don't do because they've just got the head down working you know they're out there sort of trying to get the next customer and keeping the current Mm -hmm. customers happy but yeah it's one of those step if you step back and have a bit of a look from the outside it can really benefit can't it Mm. Yes, definitely. This is a number, if, we, if I ask probably most clients to start with, they would have no idea what this number is. 
but it actually is quite an important number that if you're wanting to improve your the profit of your business or the value of your business, this is a key number to know. Okay, so um, obviously you could lean on your accountant, um, your your mm-hmm. customers up there lean on you guys for help with the, in this area, um, Jody. But yeah. um, you've listed a few sort of common mistakes that people make when they're calculating their average transaction value. Can you take us through those for us? Yeah, so sometimes they might, when they're, they're determining this, they might not get the right period, so they might you know, be including sales from a that have crossed over into another period, so they're not using the correct numbers, I guess, for the equation. Um, they might add in different sales together, um, so it's, you know, putting multiple transactions into one when it's not. Um, so they're probably the most common ones that we come across and I, and um, suppose, when you're doing it. Yes, right. Sorry, Jody. And I suppose it makes um, a lot of sense to really think about that time period doesn't it because if I think about some mm. businesses I do work with um, marketing work with we might they might have a very busy time coming up to end of financial year for example coming up so if they're a retail business or there are um, quite often they can have a really surge in May and June per year so sometimes mm. if you're doing just your numbers on May or June or May and June that might be a little bit skewed because you know, sales are higher in that time. So the idea is to maybe spread it over a longer time, um, maybe a quarter, Mm. as you say, or a six-month period or a 12-month period. And look, I can imagine some of those businesses like agriculture or whatever where it's very seasonal. Uh, When I say seasonal, it can be the four seasons of the year, but also seasonal over a period of years. So it may be something that, thinking about your long-term planning, you might need to do over more than 12 months. Yeah, that's right. You just need to adapt it for your business your business and what what's happening because I mean even if you take a hospitality business you might have um, even breaking it down into what the, if you're looking at even daily like a weekend would be a lot higher than during a week because you might have you know more couples dining together as opposed to people just grabbing lunch and things like that so understanding you know the time frame and what's relevant when you're using it as a, a key indicator is important. And Jody, just run through in your experience, why is this important? Why is calculating your average number of transactions and then knowing the amount of number track of number of transactions you have and then the, the average um, amount of those, why is that important to a business? Yeah, I'd say the, the biggest one would be that you know mo- most people are in business to achieve something, so to reach their goals, whichever way that. That whatever they may be, and that is to do that, they obviously need to make profit. So the profit will drive their desires or their retirement or whatever it is that they're after. So by looking at your um, average transaction value, if you can increase that, that goes straight down, can go straight down to your bottom line. So it's important to look at this if you're wanting to increase your gross profit percentage or your profit. Um, to achieve those goals. It's a, it's a really key indicator. Right. And um, look, we have spoken on this podcast before about 
uh, the cost of, say, getting a new client into your business and mm. look for a retail shop that relies on foot traffic, that might cost might not be very high. But if you're a, a service-based business, like you said earlier, or construction, getting mm. that cold client through the door can cost you a bit of money in marketing, advertising, yeah. you know, uh, client liaison and all that sort of stuff and building trust. Yeah. I suppose the idea of the ATV yeah. is we can sort of build, uh, hopefully even focus on building the current customers to be bigger customers and then therefore mm-hmm. maybe a higher profit um, over time yeah. rather than constantly looking for the next cold cold client through the door. Yeah, because definitely attracting customers is not not easy. It's, it's time-consuming. It costs you money to do it to get each customer's business. So if you can inc- you know increase the profitability of your business with the current customers you've got, um, you get a higher return on your investment. So um, you're getting more um, more profit for what you're spending on your sales and marketing. Absolutely. And I can imagine with the, the pandemic, um, sometimes when people have had to pivot, you know, across to the – they mm. might have said, well, this is our, this a, our A game is this. And they've had to pivot and say, well, now we're going to be in a C game that we didn't really think we ever had to do, but now we offer these other services. Maybe it's a good time now, post-pandemic, or we're nearly post-pandemic, to go back mm. and look at those – you know, but plan B, plan C, plan D and your different services that you had to start offering and maybe offering those back to your, your A client. So it may be that that pivoting that happened last year can be um, put to good use now um, thinking about your average transaction value. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, even in addition to that, you might have um, several items or several products or services that you have with different price points and using this, can um, you know help you evaluate what some of those like lower end products or pricing is impacting your business um, revenue overall revenue, and you may even find that some services you know may not be worth continuing, and some others might be worth bringing in that you, as you said, you might have had to pivot and and um, turn the business slightly, and they might be more beneficial with looking at this average um, transaction value. So it definitely. Um, helps you focus on, you know, different um, products and services. I suppose there's been a lot of um, businesses over this pandemic time, especially who have probably had the time to reconsider, yeah, their service offerings or even mm. even I've had a few clients then have a closer look at their competition um, yeah. through this time mm. because the competition – they never really cared about because you know, we're worried about ourselves. We're just out there, you know, doing our business mm. and core business. But looking at the competitors, what they're charging, there may be fees that you've been charging at one level, but all your competitors have gone up over the years and you haven't So because you've never really yeah. looked at it. So there's lots of sort of benefits, isn't there, to doing something like this? Yeah, that's right. And even if you're thinking of doing some sort of promotion, um, at the end of that period, you can sort of look at this average transaction value to see – what impact that had on your revenue at the end of the day? Did it did it bring people in? Did it encourage them to spend more? Like what was what was the impact that happened? And that's I suppose. So, I mean, yeah, you're right, Jody. Go ahead. I was going to say it, it's key to with if you know your numbers around you know average transact transaction value, then you can figure out ways to boost the amount your customers are spending in that single transaction every time they spend with you. And you might even, um, by analysing those numbers, which again, not 
some businesses owners don't do because they're busy with core business and they think that's what mm. they're doing. But once you take that step back and analyse some numbers, you can you might be able to see that you've got a um, look some some big retailers call it a, a loss leader. You know sometimes mm. you know, Bunnings might say look we've got this thing on for twenty nine ninety five. It actually costs them thirty one ninety five to have it on the shelf, but they're happy to take a loss on the. The one item because while someone's in the store they might buy another three items so um yes, there's profit yeah. in those three items so it may be that you can sort of look at some of those items and say you know how do i best uh get people through the door what gets people through the door at my business mm-hmm. um yes. and really strategically put your pricing in place so that yes you may not make a whole lot of money on one item but sometimes having a lower priced intro item for your business is really good isn't it yeah yeah, that's right. But I mean, if you don't sort of know the impacts of it, or you're not measuring it, you you, you will never know what what's happening. So the key key factor here is know how to calculate your average transact transaction value, so you know impact of all those decisions that you're making. And if you're unsure of how to to calculate that, that's where the accountants at Multico can come in and help you, because we can sit down and talk with you and look at what sort of information you are collecting and and help you determine that average transaction value for you. And it just does, does sound like one of those things where you need to probably take the time, have a deep breath, make an appointment, mm-hmm. come in, sit down, remove yourself from the business, um, you know, yeah. I know, and take the time to look at it because it's sort of – um, as I said to you, Jody, it's our number one searched article on our website. So I think mm. people are searching yes. for this kind of um, information a, a lot. And um, yes. people are realising that, look, if I actually take a strategic uh, look at my numbers, um, even if mm. you're not a numbers person, like I wouldn't consider myself a numbers person. I'm in marketing and creative. Mm. So sometimes yes. it's not uh, comfortable for some business owners to yes. go, yeah, today I'm going to go and sit with the accountant and look at my numbers. But it can be a, just yeah. such a massive change to your business, can't it, if you take that time and, and uh, remove yourself from the business for a short period to concentrate on mm. something like the ATV. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you do need to take that time to work on your business. But, it's you know, it's fine to know that you need to do it. But why is it important? Why do I need to know it? What, how is it achieving my outcomes? But then ways to improve that. So that's the, that's the next stage is, you know, how can, once you know what your average transaction value is, what can you do to improve it and increase it? Because the last thing anybody wants to do is get out there and spend, you know, tens or thousands of dollars on, um, hundreds and thousands of dollars on marketing and uh, advertising promotion, maybe even putting on staff, oh. sales staff, that sort of thing to get out there and crack in and get more customers when, there could be some stuff that you can do in the background of your business with your current staff, your current offerings, your current um, capabilities to create more profit, you know, and that's, I suppose, what yeah. business, some businesses kind of don't always focus on the profit. It's focusing on turnover instead or how many staff oh. they've got so they can tell their yeah. mate when they're having a beer how many staff they've got on or how many vehicles they've got in the fleet or whatever. But I think mm-hmm. it is one of those things that if you take the time, it can really be of um, big value to you. Yeah. That's right, and especially if you're building, you know, this business is a lot of people's um, most important asset in regard to their retirement, and you know, so you're eventually you're building this business up to a point where you either fund your retirement or you know you can sell it, and that is your retirement money. So, this understanding this is 
is very important in that pathway too. So build, keeping on increasing it and building the value of your business up each and every year. And that probably is a good little segue, um, Jody, into uh, just giving our very last little um, event promotion to an event you're holding in two days' time. So date stamping yes. this podcast, we're on Monday the 12th of April, uh, coming up on Wednesday the 14th of April, this Wednesday evening, um, from 5 till 6.15, I think it is, Jody, at the Sunshine Coast office, Mulcair yes. & Co. Um, Jody and her team are holding a um, turning 57, are you ready to retire? Um session uh so talking about that exact topic which should be should be fun yeah yeah that's right it's you know if you're once if you're aged from 57 years and over and and you're still working you've got this unique um twilight opportunity we call it um where you can really boost up your 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 retirement funds so it's really um it's about that so it's very important topic so come along if you can um, definitely be worth your time. And look, definitely that that's at our Sunshine Coast office. So obviously if you're not in the Sunshine mm-hmm. Coast, um, stay tuned. Uh, there may be an opportunity for you to listen up um, to a recording, but we'll release that in, in further episodes. But yeah, definitely if you're in the Sunshine Coast area, there's nothing like getting the information from the horse's mouth. And I know Jody will be there accompanied by Antonia Gapes, who's been one yeah. of our uh, podcast um, guests in the last few weeks. Um, and some other staff up there as well to help with that sort of turning 57, the twilight opportunity, and then thinking about your retirement going in. Um, yeah, it should be a great mm-hmm. session. So look forward to that. It's in two days' time, so Wednesday the 14th of April. Uh, so get along, guys, and um, just ring Tanya at the Sunshine Coast office if you'd like to come along and she'll put your name down. Um, yep. But look, thank you today, Jody. That's a, a, a short, sharp episode, but it is a very um, – it's actually only a very short uh, article on our website, but mm-hmm. – it just keeps coming up on our web stats as the most important and most searched and most read. So I thought, well, it's definitely yeah. worth doing a podcast article on it. And um, yeah, thanks for your time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's okay, Gav. Um, would you like me to give you a couple of examples? Yeah, of, perfect. That'd be great. How you can, yeah, ways to increase your average transaction value because I think that's what people can relate to most. Is, Absolutely. Is if they can um, under, help people understand it. But that, I great. guess. Yeah, so, so the most common, you know, way you'd probably call it upselling your products if you could say that, and probably the people most famous for it would be McDonald's. You know, the old "Would you like fries with that?" situation. <laughs> We've all had that yeah, in so the drive-through, haven't we, Jody? So that's right. That's right. So that's that's what people think of the most. But it can be not just that way. It doesn't have to be as in your face as that. It can be, you know, quite subtle. You could be patch- packaging things up. So. You know, example of it could be, you know, a, a mattress company, for example. They might sell mattresses, but while you're there, oh, do you need a new mattress protector? Do you need some pillows, some linen? There could even be a, a deal that you have that if you buy all of that, you know, it, you get it for a certain price as part of the package. Um, so thinking thinking of things that way. Um, probably another good example, we've got a local uh, a fruit shop that, uh, I think do this really, really well. When you walk into their store, um, when you first walk in, everything's packaged up into kilo bags. So, you know, kilo of apples, kilo, you know, bags of broccoli, bags of stone fruit, whatever whatever it is, you walk in and it's all packaged up into convenient bags that you can just walk along and grab. And pick it up. Yeah, you know, the back Inter- of the, Interesting. Yeah, you yeah. pick it up. 
Yeah, at the back of the store is all the loose items. So if you wanted less than that, then you've got to work your way all the way through to the back of the store and then bag it yourself. But what happens for that store, and they're probably the one of the most successful fruit stores around, is that people go to that first part and they'll, they will pick up those kilo bags. So instead of maybe only buying, uh, I'll just buy five apples, they end up buying 10 because it's easy and it's convenient for them to pick it up. So as a result of that, their average transaction value has you know, almost doubled because the client is, you know, the customer is buying a lot more. And just the way that they place it too as you walk into the store, um, you know, encourages you to spend more with them. Interesting, so that's isn't it? Probably it, it takes it sort of almost takes you down the lines of. I, m- I remember doing some work a long, long time ago with Woolworths, and and it's all about how if you look at walk into a, a major supermarket, the same thing when you walk, the milk is on one end of the supermarket, mm-hmm. and the and the bread's on the other. So you can't yeah. you can't go in and go milk, bread, biscuits, register. You have to go to one side of the store right past the other 15 aisles to get to the where the bread is. Yeah. So those staple yeah. staple items, they keep separated in supermarkets for that exact reason. So if anyone's ever wondered why that is, that, that is exactly why it happens. Yeah. And as you've said, Jody, even for a small business, the fruit store, uh, store they can think mm. about their physical space and say, well, how do we best utilise this space? And that's a great example. Yeah, and with your supermarket as you walk from one end to the other, you're walking past the end of each aisle where they have promotional items. So you walk past and there'll be something at half price or you know two for one or whatever it is um, that encourages you to pick up something else along the way. So if you're in retail, um, where this is a prime example, you know, we're using those examples, um, if they walk in the front door, if you go to, say, a bottle shop, you walk in and if you have something, as soon as you walk in that, a promotional item, people might you know pick that up on the way to buying something else. So placement is important if you're in that um, the you know retail industry. And again, and again, it gets back to what we spoke about earlier in the episode about look, you've only attracted, still attracted the one customer. It's just that they're no longer buying 650 grams of grapes; they're buying a kilo of grapes. So, that, That's right. so instead of having to get one customer at 650 grams of grapes and another customer at 350 mm. grams to get to a kilo, you've actually got it all out of the one customer. Um, and look, if, um, uh, if if anyone out, out there is a bit like me, that convenience side is exactly what I'm, I'm looking for. You know, you walk into a store, the most conveniently located things are the things that I buy. I don't necessarily mm. go digging for the less convenient uh, items. So, yeah, that the idea of having your loose items at the back, your prepackaged at the front is, is just a great idea. That's a really yeah. good example, and Jody. Yeah. Look, to be honest, if they didn't have that, I reckon their sales would be half of what they are. So, you know, in addition to that, they obviously have good quality, but just that placement and packaging, huge difference to that. that you can business. see a lot of the national retailers doing it too, Jody, can't you, with um, mm. multiple items? So they'll say, you know, one item for three fifty, two for 5 25 you know so they're saying yeah, you can get yeah. two and you're not paying double for the second one you're only paying mm. x amount for the second one so we see that yeah. a lot with online stores i know um mm. where look you know buy two get the third 50 percent off or something like that so you're yeah. sort of offering a, an incentive but you're at the same time you're growing your your uh your ATV. Yeah. yeah well if you're on if you're in online um just that strategically placed advertising so if they've been clicking around you know you might have down the bottom you know you viewed this just to remind them that they you know they were interested or 
you know, popular, um, you know, people who bought that item also bought this. You know, there might be other things or even using, um, you know, some of the things behind the scenes, you know, cookies, SEO, et cetera, that might bring up strategic advertising yes. <laughs> or placement. Um, all of that side, uh, if you're in online retail, is really important. And that's what you're doing. You're, you're trying to increase that average transaction by doing all those things. Absolutely. And sort of, uh, what about, um, we've talked a little bit about online and retail there, Jody. Have you got any other examples of, say, a service-based business, someone that's maybe in professional services and have, yes, they, have they thought yes. about packaging up items or how, how have they gone about the ATV? Yeah, definitely. With the professional services, um, I think the key, there's a, there's a sales process there. So I think part of the process to increase the average transaction value is understanding your client and asking more questions. Because the more you talk to them, the more you're going to find out about them and the more needs you will, um, the more you'll understand their needs. So asking more questions and talking to them is really important. And then from there, you can do things like offering options, like maybe there's a choice of yeses that they can make with you, not just come in and get the one thing. Um, there might be some other options. It's like um, if I think of a lawyer, you might come in to, okay, we're going to do your will, but we'll also do your power of attorney and we'll, you know, we might structure and change this, this and this. So just some of those other options that might be there. Um, if you're in, you know, construction um, or, you know, you know, building the house, there might be um, some of the finishing that might be optional to them. So, it could be the quality of the finishings. It could be additional services such as, oh, do you want to partake in our interior design service or, or something like that? So things that you can do from that side. So, look, it really comes down to your imagination with what choices that you can give people. And I think the, the main thing to think about there is a service-based business, which I see a lot of this. Um, mm. I've, I've been guilty of this a long time ago too, Jody, where a new customer walks in the door and you do service A for them. You can also do mm. service B, C and D, but you just never told them you could. So, they, of course, right. they don't understand yep. that you can also do B, C and D because you never told them that in the first place. They came in yep. looking for A, you gave them a quote on A, you did A. Yep. And then all of a sudden, yes, you know, you get, right. the client gets upset because that client, their, their client's gone off and got number B, C and D done somewhere else and they don't understand what, yeah. they, what they did wrong, but they didn't do anything <laughs> wrong. They just didn't communicate what they needed yeah. well, to. You're almost, yeah, you're almost doing a disservice to your client if you don't quite understand everything that they might need because they don't know to ask you of what you do. So you need to be having that conversation with them. You're the professional. So that yeah. you can ensure, yeah, you, you can ensure that you're looking after them properly. You're the expert in your area. So that, I mean, they're leaning, mm. that, that's why they came to you. They're leaning on you because they can't do, that's it, right. do it themselves. So it probably is a bit of a, it's a good time to remind our listeners about that, that is our structure at Molkanko, isn't it, um, Jody? that you can co sort of come in and you might be getting your accounting and bookkeeping done. Um, we've also got lawyers. We've also got marketing. We've also got loans and finance, mm. financial planning all under the one roof. So that is kind of yeah. exactly why probably Molkanko have gone down that road because we want to help clients make it easy yeah. for them so they're not running all over town getting five services done in five different mm. spots. If, if we can help them all in the one um, place um, yeah. and they're but that's right. Yeah, internal divisions uh, talking to each other and making it simpler for the client. So as you said, you can be doing a disservice to your customer, um, making life harder for them, um, but at the same time, you can be increasing your you know, 
average transaction value for sure. Yeah. Well, that's right because at Mulcanco, we've got our FS360, which is about, you know, helping committee clients um, be um, financially secure, sorry, <laughs> being financially secure. So th- that is making sure that all everyone's needs are looked after um, and that is a process that we go through. Um, so the aim is that we service the client, um, service our, our clients fully so that we're not missing anything, we're not doing them a disservice, exactly that. But that is a process that we go through and, you know, in our listeners' businesses, that's probably one of the important things with looking at this average transaction value. A strategy to help you um, do that is having a process that you walk through. Train your team, you know, have a sales process, put some scripts in place. Um, because, you know, you will have staff members that aren't uh, comfortable or they don't know how to communicate what you do. And so putting sales processes and scripts in place will will satisfy that. So you think of McDonald's, they're completely run on teenagers, but what they do well is they train their staff. So they train them in sales. They script, and that's what makes a difference. So, you know, you don't, you don't have to be the best sales per- person in the world. You just need to have some good training, sales processes and scripts that you can take your staff through and that way that you can, by doing that, that'll give your staff confidence to do what they need to do to increase that average transaction value. It's great. Yeah, it's just such good advice. And uh, I can see what now after speaking to you in this episode, Jody, why it is so popular, <laughs> this article, because mm-hmm. it can make a big difference to your um, profit. Look, there's some work to be done. Uh, certainly, you can't yes. hit a couple of buttons and get a golden bullet out of it. But um, the idea is to work with your accountant and um, find out what that ATV is. And then think about things like upselling, pre-packaging, uh, asking more questions, understanding your client's needs if you're in professional service. So there's lots of things you can do there um, to sort of make that average transaction value higher and save money trying to attract brand new cold clients through the door. So lots of good mm. stuff there, Jody. Thanks for joining us. That's awesome. No worries. Thanks, Gab. Thanks for uh, joining us and also thanks for uh, running that event on this uh, Wednesday night. Another um, reminder that's on Wednesday the 14th of April so today's the 12th of April Monday so it's on this Wednesday um, contact Tanya in the uh, Queensland Sunshine Coast office Mulcane Co and she can put your name down if you'd like a recording of it uh, contact Tanya as well and we'll get your name down for that as well so but thanks again Jody, for joining us and um, we'll yep. talk to you next time on the podcast okay thank you thanks Jody. You've been listening to the FS360 podcast brought to you by Mulcahy Co. Financial Security 360 is at the centre of what we do at Mulcahy Co. If you'd like to speak to one of our professionals about a range of individual and business needs, give us a call.